Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gate of Heaven video diary. I hope you're all enjoying the new song Bestow Upon Me. It just came out last Saturday and this song is based on one of my personal favourite prayers of the Bob. Whenever I read that prayer it always gives me not only a, a, a great sense of comfort but also a renewed sense of, of strength and confidence in my work. So I hope that the song transmits some of those feelings to you too and, and, and brings out some of those feelings of, of confidence and strength for you too. So if you haven't heard it yet, I'll put the, the link below this video. Uh, and in the last few videos, we had, we had digressed a little bit off the main narrative of the Dawnbreakers, uh, just to, to explore a little bit more about the Bob, um, you know, under a kind of a personal lens. We had looked at uh, a story about the Bob as a child at school. We had looked at some anecdotes about the Bob as a, as a businessman in his in his business as a as a merchant, and really the the purpose of of these this little digression was just to get to know the Bob uh, on a, a more personal level, and um, especially around this this time of of Nowruz when we're when we're celebrating, and uh, I hope that you've all had a, a really wonderful Nowruz celebration, by the way. Um, so in, in this video, I'd like to get back on track with the main narrative of the Dawnbreakers, Nabil's chronicle of this, the story of the Bab. And um, I, I, I'd like to look at this, this period when the Bab is, is living under house arrest in Shiraz. Uh, he has come back from his, his, uh, his pilgrimage to Mecca, where he has publicly uh, declared his, his message. And he has, he's now living under house arrest under the, under the supervision of his uncle, Haji Mirza Sayyid Ali, in Shiraz, and uh, uh, he has a. He's, this is a period of, of of relative peace. He he has. He's in, living in the company of his wife and his mother and his uncle, and they have a a, a quiet family Nauru's celebration together. But I, I'd like to look at how this period comes to an end, and so I've called this episode "Last Days in Shiraz." So. Uh, while the Bab is, is under house arrest, his disciples, his letters of the living, are continuing to travel around Iran and spreading his message everywhere they go. And on the one hand, there's a, a, the support for the Bab's message is growing. More and more people are, are accepting his message and becoming his followers. But at the same time, there is increasing opposition against the Bab and his message. And during this, this uh, the, the, really during this time, the tension is, is building and building. And while the Bab is living in Shiraz, there are several crucial events that, that occur involving uh, a number of very um, highly influential leading national figures embracing the, the message of the Bab. Um, so, and one of these individuals is... Uh, who is introduced into the story at this point is another one of the great heroes of the Dawnbreakers who we will we will learn about we will learn more about a little bit later this is a man called Hujat and Hujat is this very he's a high ranking uh, ecclesiastical dignitary who is who is known throughout the land as being this fiercely independent thinker and he's he's actually notorious among his peers as as being uh, really quite intolerant of any any abuses of religion or any distortions of religion that 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 lead to um, uh, 
unnecessary conflict between people and he's highly outspoken and really uh, feared across the land as this very eloquent speaker and teacher he has the the respect and the, the ears of the king and so when Hojat hears about the Bab he just like the king sends an emissary to go to Shiraz and investigate this matter of the Bab and so this emissary goes to Shiraz and he brings back for Hojat uh, a copy of the Bab's commentary on the Surah of Joseph, that, that first book that the Bab wrote on that, that the night of his declaration for Mullah Hussein. And uh, that, that is actually, that is the, the opening words of Promised One actually come from that book. And when Hojat reads the words of the commentary on the Surah of Joseph, he immediately recognizes these words as divine truth and he embraces the message of the Bab. He becomes a Babi. And so by this stage, more and more of these leading national figures are embracing the Bab's message and throwing in their lot to, to, spread, to spread it around Iran. For example, Baha'u'llah, the, the son of one of the most outstanding ministers in the in the royal court has become a babi. Tahereh, the great poetess, has become a babi. Vahid, the 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 most revered scholar in all of Iran, the the very man who the king had had entrusted with the task of conducting a, a royal investigation of the the Bab's message, has become a babi. And now this high-ranking dignitary Hujat has also become a babi. And so, uh, with all of these public figures throwing in their lot to spread the Bab's message, this arouses uh, the jealousy of uh, many members among the, the clergy in Iran. And the clergy start to, they, they, they feel... Um, they, they feel very threatened by these new ideas that the Bab is introducing into the world. And they, they, they feel like that, that um, the fact that all of these public figures have obviously undergone very significant experiences of personal transformation, this, this poses a threat to, to their own influence and authority over the people. And so in order to defame these public figures, they start spreading all these rumors around the country and these rumors eventually find their way to the court of the king Muhammad Shah and Muhammad Shah is he's very confused when he hears these rumors because he knows these people and he 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 he, he knows them as people of really outstanding character and good high standards and good manners and and he's very confused when he hears these things and there's a comment that he makes on hearing these rumors he says how strange! Whoever is distinguished by the uprightness of his conduct and the courtesy of his manners, my people denounce him as a Babi. And so the king, who, who hasn't actually taken any side in this matter, because Vahid never actually made it back to him. He, he, was, he was just a, a goner. Uh, the king doesn't really know what to do with this. So... so uh, so the activity of the Babis continues. And the Bab himself 
back in Shiraz from the home of his uncle is, is actually coordinating all this activity. He is uh, sending out messengers around the country. He's having people come and, and visit him and, and meet with him. And he's doing something which seems a little bit strange. He's, he's directing vast numbers of his followers to gather together in another city in the center of Iran called Esfahan. Esfahan is a very important religious center in Iran, and it's known as being one of the most architecturally beautiful cities in the whole world. In fact, it's, it's nicknamed the Jewel of Iran. And there's a, there's a saying among Persians about the beauty of Esfahan. They say that Esfahan is half the world. And so the Bab is he's, he's directing uh, his followers to go and, and uh, gather together in this city. And uh, eventually, uh, all this—the word, the word about the news of all this activity of the Babis—gets uh, to Hussein Khan, that tyrant governor of Shiraz, who had, who you you may remember had treated Kudus and Mullah Sadek with the most despicable cruelty, and had expelled them from Shiraz, and had ordered the arrest of the Bab himself, and the Bab was supposed to be living uh, quietly in the confinement of his uncle's home. And when Hussein Khan learns that the Bab is having throngs of visitors come to his uncle's home and meet with him, this just uh, ignites the rage of Hussein Khan and he decides that he's just going to put an end to this whole matter that very day. He issues a warrant for the immediate execution of the Bab. He orders the chief constable of Shiraz to go to the Bab's uncle's home, arrest the Bab and bring him to him. And so the chief constable breaks into Haji Mirza Sayyid Ali's home, that's the, the Bab's uncle's home. He arrests the Bab and he drags him out of the house and he's bringing the Bab across Shiraz and there is mayhem breaking out in the city. He looks, he sees people running to and fro, screaming, crying. He sees dead bodies on the street, people writhing in agony. And he grabs someone on the street and he says, what's going on? And this person tells him, this very night, a plague of exceptional virulence has broken out. We are smitten by its devastating power. Already since the hour of midnight, it has extinguished the lives of over a hundred people. And so the constable races across town, bringing the Bab to Hussein Khan's house, only to find that Hussein Khan himself, fearing for his life, has fled the city and has run away to his country residence outside of the city. And so the constable then brings the Bab to his own home, where he finds that his own son has been struck by this plague and, and is on the brink of death. And in desperation, the constable turns to the Bab uh, and he essentially says to him, if you are what you say you are, please save the life of my son. He says to him, I adjure you by him who has elevated you to this exalted position to intercede in my behalf and to offer a prayer for the recovery of my son. Suffer not that he in the prime of youth be taken away from me. Punish him not for the guilt which his father has committed. 
I repent of what I have done and at this moment resign my post. I solemnly pledge my word that never again will I accept such a position even though I perish of hunger. And so the Bab takes a bowl of water and he washes his hands in it, uh, preparing uh, for a, he makes does he performs ablutions to prepare himself for a prayer, and he tells the constable to have the, have his son drink this water. And so the constable gives this water to his son, and soon enough he sees signs of improvement. And of course, this brings about a total change in the attitude of the constable towards the Bob and towards everything that's happened, and he immediately sends a message to the governor. He says to him, have pity on yourself, as well as on those whom providence has committed to your care. Should the fury of this plague continue its fatal course, no one in this city, I fear, will by the end of this day have survived the horror of its attack. And Hussein Khan immediately sends a message back to the constable telling him to release the Bab, expel him from Shiraz, and leave him to go wherever he wants to go. And so the Bab sets his affairs in order. He bequeaths all of his possessions, all the wealth that he had accumulated as a merchant, he bequeaths to his wife and his mother. And he sets out from Shiraz on the road to Esfahan, the jewel of Iran, that city where he has been directing his followers to gather. So in the next video, I'm going to I'm going to announce the release of the the next song, uh, which is coming out on Saturday. And in connection with this song, I wanted to take a video to uh, to to learn a, a little bit about the wife of the Bab, Khadija, who I think is a kind of a an unsung hero of the Dawnbreakers. And so uh, I look forward to learning a little bit about her with you in the next video and and uh, sharing some some news about the about the new song. So. Um, uh, I hope you continue to enjoy Bestow Upon Me. The link is below. And uh, in the meantime, I would be so grateful if you would do the usual three things. If you give this video a like, that helps more people to see it so more people can follow the story. Uh, share it with your networks and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you feel inclined to support my work, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash lukeslot. So thanks for watching and I will see you in the next video about the wife of the Bob. Bye.